Hey, I'm Steph. I'm Alex. <laughs> and this is Not Today, our true survival story podcast where we talk about true survival stories. Um, right. Today is going to be crazy. <laughs> okay. I know the category or like generally you what think, happens. You think, yeah. I think I do. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't I know, man. I don't want to hear it. No, I mean, listen. Today's story is not one for, I don't know, someone who's squeamish. The faint of heart. Yeah, the faint of heart. Like, if you're squeamish and if you, I don't know, you gotta... There's some gore. There's some... <laughs> okay. You're giving me a, he's giving me a look. Like, yeah, no. Just you wait. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's, a, it, it's not the easiest story to listen to, but I mean... As someone who enjoys true crime, I mean, it's very, it's a, it's a crazy story. So, I mean, you're gonna tell it. I'm gonna tell it, and if you listen, then that's on you. <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> that is great, on great plug. You. Great plug. Um, yeah, but that, I mean, I guess we should <laughs> just jump. Listen or don't. I don't care. <laughs> Fucking listen don't or care. don't, dude. No, I'm. Please listen. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So I who's, guess we should. Who's our our, our person. Oh, week. yeah. So I was just going to say we should just jump right in. So um, we're going to be talking about uh, Tika Adams today. Tika. Um, yes. And, oh, okay, everyone buckle in because it's going to be a crazy ride. Um, so we're going to take it back to 2009 in Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. So Tika was a 29-year-old, uh, nine-month pregnant recovering drug addict who was also homeless at the time um wow yeah not a great so she's about to have a baby a baby a blaby a blaby <laughs> and she's homeless and a recovering drug addict yes damn mm-hmm. it's a it's yeah not a great combination a bleak picture to begin yeah um so she wasn't really close with her family Um, and didn't really have anywhere to go. Um, Her mom wasn't really in the picture, and she was kind of in an on-again, off-again relationship with her dad. Um, She said he gave her um, tough love because of her choices she had made throughout her life. Um, And her her father actually did have a career in substance abuse um, to help those who suffer from addiction. So because Tika had an addiction problem, that made their relationship was (laughs) strained. Okay, so I'm sorry. The way you worded that was weird. She has an on-again, off-again relationship like she's dating her dad. No, no. I just want to clear that up real quick. I don't think... Okay, well, if that's... I'm just saying. The way you said it suggested that. (laughs) All right, well, she and her dad... So obviously not, but... So her dad... It strained their relationship that she was having substance abuse. I feel like it should have brought them together <laughs> because the he up. like he fucking Oh, you were being serious? Yeah. He oh. <laughs> knows he knows how to deal with it, right? He should have just like helped her. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess in theory what you're saying makes sense, but like she still is a drug addict, so that would strain any relationship, you know? I mean, that's true. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But so basically, Tika said that she couldn't handle the fact that he treated her like one of his clients because he was, oh. like, really hard on her. Um, and it, it was tough on both of them because they were actually really close when she was growing up. Um, so that's just a little backstory on her family. So in the fall of 2009, Tika was desperate to get off the street. 
Um, she said it was like every man for themselves. People would grab at her, try to steal her things. Um, she was staying in a shelter at that time, but she described it as the nastiest place you could ever be. Um, and Tika was working really hard to take care of herself for the baby. Um, she said she stopped smoking. Uh, she started drinking a lot more water. Um, and she also had met a man named PJ while living in the homeless shelter, and they actually got married. Um, so... Tika was soon admitted to the Queen of Peace homeless shelter for pregnant women, which was great because it was really well-maintained and run by Catholic nuns. Um, she said she had her own room, that she kept extremely clean because she said it was like having her own little apartment and she felt like this was a new start for her. So at around when Tika was seven months pregnant, she, yes. <laughs> Where's the dad, her dad in this whole situation? He's around. So, uh... When I said on again, off again, I mean, like, he's in the picture still. Like, they still have contact, s- contact, but, like... He's not a- helping her. Yeah, he's not, like, giving her a place to stay um, because of, I guess, all of the, the things she had done in her past. Um, had she, like, stolen from him? I It was not specified what their relationship, like, what it had gone through. But, I mean, she did it. She fully admitted. She's like, I'm not, like, a saint. I have done bad things. Um, and her father, you know, they were like, we don't really, I mean, I don't know. They, they get along, but it okay. was like a tough love relationship. Here's what I'm trying to figure out. Sure. Is the dad kind of a douche or not? I have because no if idea. You, yeah, I don't know. Like, it just, not giving your daughter a place to live while she's nine months pregnant feels kind of shitty to me. I thought the same thing. I don't really but know. if she had, like, stolen from him in the past while she was living with him or something else, maybe I could understand that. But I Yeah, I mean, is, that could have... I mean, I, I fully don't know, but that could have been something that made the relationship so, so strained. You know, if she was um, a recovering drug addict and she was also, like... I don't know, because she, she said he treated her like one of his clients and, like, she's, he's not going to let one of his clients, like, sleep on his couch. You know what I mean? yeah but it's a, it's his daughter yeah, so i know what you're saying it, daughter no it's weird i don't know i this is it's i like mean you brought her into being like <laughs> yeah no i know and like honestly her father doesn't really play a huge part in the story it was just really? kind of it was just kind of backstory okay yeah um so where was i oh so when tika was around seven months pregnant um she began receiving blocked phone calls to her cell phone she said she didn't answer them for the first five, four or five times. Um, but when she finally did answer, she was greeted by Stephanie Mills. Um, Tika said that the woman on the phone sounded really nice and she was very soft-spoken. Um, she said, uh, so uh, Stephanie Mills said that she was a counselor who worked uh, for a program that helped pregnant women in need and she was given Tika's number. Um, she said that the organization she worked for was set up to help pregnant women like Tika, and they provided assistance to mothers and their children. Like, um, they would supply them with baby clothes and car seats and cribs, basically anything she would need. Yes. Question. Uh, okay. Um, so you said that she was seven months pregnant when she started getting these calls? Yeah. So she wasn't in the, like... Uh, charity run by the Catholic nuns? She was. So I'm... I'm so the like the the event that takes place happens when she was nine months pregnant but um she began receiving calls around seven months pregnant so that's probably when she was in the in shelter home, the other yes. discussing home homeless shelter uh no i think she was in the shelter with the nuns 
at seven months, but I'm sorry, that was confusing. I mean, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically Stephanie Mills is like, I can give you anything you need. Like, this is what I do. And so um, she said that all of the supplies she would need were kept in a warehouse and Tika, Tika could come pick them up uh, whenever she wanted. And she could pick out like whatever she wanted. Hmm. Um, almost. Seems too good to be true. <laughs> and that's literally what I have written in my notes. Yep. Almost sounds too good to be true, huh? Um, so Tika was very interested and super excited. Um, she received calls from Mills frequently and they talked back and forth for a while. Um, and eventually she made an appointment, um, to pick up baby supplies, uh, from a warehouse in Maryland. From a warehouse. Yeah. Right. That's a little, it's like a warehouse. I don't know. It's just like, we're obviously have that like mindset when, when we hear that, like that there's going to be a survival story when we hear something like a warehouse, but still, I feel like. Who the fuck is keeping baby supplies in a warehouse? Yeah, it's a bit of a red flag, even if you don't know it's going to be a survival story. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So actually, so her husband, PJ, was very concerned. Um, And he was really nervous about the fact that they had no idea who this woman was. And he uh, he told Tika that she shouldn't rush into anything that she doesn't know about. Um, And Tika's response to that was that she just felt really comfortable and wasn't worried. um, And she thought it was going to be fine. So... Stephanie Mills picked up Tika the morning of December 5th around 6.30 in the morning. Um, So on the drive, Tika said that they were chatting and laughing. They talked about Tika's pregnancy and how she had just gotten married and how happy she was. Um, And all of a sudden, Stephanie's car started rattling and making weird noises. And so she asked Tika if it was all right if they could stop at her apartment um, that was nearby because she didn't want her car to break down. Um, And she wanted to see if someone could come and take a look at her car. So Tika was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, she told her that if the car wasn't safe to drive, um, she would have someone else to drive her home. So she was like, we're just going to make a quick stop. And then if everything goes wrong, I'll have someone else drive you home. She was like, okay, sounds great. Fuck, is this in, this is in the time before Uber. Yeah. 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 Yep. And also she's homeless. So she's not like, right. and gonna... she does, does not have <laughs> yeah. currency. Right. Um, so, uh, when they got to her apartment, there were boxes everywhere. Um, but she told Tika not to mind the boxes since she and her son had just moved there from New York. She showed her around. Um, she showed her through the kitchen and to the bathroom. And then she led Tika to her unfurnished bedroom where she said Tika could sit and wait. Um, she said, what the fuck? Yeah. It's a little creepy. (laughs) Yeah. Sit and wait in my unfurnished bedroom. Yeah. I always feel. Like, I feel like you should wait in, like, the living room? So, I think her reasoning for her not sitting in the living room was because her son slept on the couch. He wasn't, like, currently sleeping on the couch. But then again, she's sitting and waiting in her bedroom anyway. So, it's like you're sitting... Could you at least, like... Is there, like, literally nothing in the entire room? <laughs> like, like, no. You can sit on the floor. No, it's like... Chris it's like cross a, applesauce. Yeah, it's like a mattress on the floor kind of thing. Oh. With, like, well, a little I'll TV. Sit on one of the boxes outside. Just... Yeah thinking logically here right i mean but at this point she didn't know anything was wrong and so she's like i know okay well it's kind of weird yeah um so she led her to the bedroom and she was like you can sit on this mattress and wait while i make some phone calls and so um she 
She said she t- she told Tika to just make herself comfortable, and she had some DVDs she could watch. So she put on a movie for Tika and made her a grilled cheese with bologna. Um, this is like weirdly childish. Yeah, I treatment. Mean, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, kinda, for sure. Yeah, I was like, no, bitch. I want to listen to those phone calls. <laughs> I want to know what's going on. Right, Stephanie. <laughs> if that even is your real name, yeah. and it wasn't Mrs. Mills. It wasn't. It wasn't. Spoiler. Spoiler. Um, so. Such a generic name. Yeah, only basic bitches are named Stephanie. <laughs> um, so Tika's husband then called her to check in. Um, and she told him that she was at Stephanie's apartment. And he was like, um, wait a minute, that wasn't part of the plan. Um, and like, so. Yo, don't do that. Drop a pin. Yeah, he's like. Um, Except that it's 2009. Yeah, so. Oh, we love that just we exploding motorcycles. <laughs> yes. Incredible. Bring them on. Um, so he was concerned that she didn't even know where she was. Um, and she told him everything was fine and just to relax. Because she doesn't know where this apartment is. She just like was driven there so and she's like can tell him exactly where you are. She doesn't know. I know. And and that in that moment Find she, out. I think that was like the moment where she kinda started to feel weird because she's like, Oh shit, I actually don't know where I am. Like I I can't call someone and be like come pick me up because i don't know um so uh stephanie then came back into the room and put on a bootlegged copy of the movie precious um so i get i think at this point she had already watching or <laughs> watching hello english she has watching she has watching a movie um i think she had already finished an entire movie because she had taken that long so it's like what an hour and a half later at least yeah at least and then she comes in and puts on another movie um this is weird it's super weird so um bitch you do not take an hour and a half to call the car guy right yeah you are so full of shit stephanie mills yeah which isn't your name right cunt sorry (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) or maybe i'm sorry like i just i know that she's gonna torture her so i felt it was appropriate no i think if anyone deserves uh that it's this woman so i think that i stand by it okay well i also stand by it anyway so um so tika what tika didn't know was that stephanie mills's real name was veronica dramas and she had used multiple aliases in her lifetime so stephanie mills was just another one of those so they're watching this movie and so because now um so wait they're watching it together now yeah so what i was just gonna say is so now veronica who is stephanie that's her name actually veronica veronica is now sitting on the bed with tika but like kind of behind her so um she so they're watching this movie and she said um that she started to feel weird about the situation and she said that veronica was sitting on the bed behind her um and with her peripheral vision she could only see part of veronica so all of a sudden, Veronica threw a heavy quilt over Tika's head and began hitting her in the head with a fire poker. Um, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. So after hitting her over the head about 10 times, Tika jumped up and threw her hands up and said all she could see was blood. Um, she managed to get away and run, uh, ran to the front door, but the door was like quadruple locked. Like it had like the little the little like you're joking yeah like the chain lock you're literally the bolt, out of a like, fucking movie no like actually quadruple locked so and did she not she obviously didn't see that on the way in i guess not oh my god or it wasn't like that and then she put her in the bedroom and then came out and made the phone calls quote unquote and locked the entire door so 
Oof. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, no, you look back and see four fucking locks on the yeah. door. You're like. You're like, well, uh, shit. I'm dead. Right. So Veronica obviously got to the door before Tika could undo all of the locks. And she jumped on Tika's back and pulled her to the ground. Um, and they began wrestling. Um, Veronica was also much bigger than Tika, so it wasn't a very fair fight. Um, Tika's also fucking pregnant. Tika's also, let's not forget, she's nine months pregnant at this point. Because she... Yeah. yeah. Imagine wrestling with, like, I don't know, what, a 20-pound medicine ball taped to your stomach yeah that's gotta be what it's like right i 20 30 mean, i don't know how many pounds it is but it's not nothing I, it's not nothing i know that much yeah but um veronica was like significantly bigger than tika so we have to remember tika had been hit in the head with this fire poker like multiple times before this so she's bleeding really badly from her head and is also disoriented and is probably. very yeah very disoriented her eyes are burning because she has freaking blood in her eyes um her head is pounding and she's dizzy while wrestling this crazy woman um and tika said veronica was trying to put her hands over her mouth and strangle her um but she put up as much of a fight as she possibly could um veronica then got the fire poker again and began hitting tika um she said she must have hit her around 40 times with this metal fire fire poker 40 yeah um and after that tika passed out um, oh, is she like, I mean, I'm assuming she's trying to like block it with her arms, but after some time it's like useless. Yeah. She was hit in the head like so many times. Um, so after a couple of minutes, uh, Tika wakes up to Veronica dragging Tika by her ankles into the kitchen. Um, and Tika heard her rattling around in drawers looking for something. Um, and all of a sudden she knelt down next to Tika and she said she had be uh, she began feeling a really sharp pain go up her side. She then realized that Veronica had a box cutter in her hand and she had sliced Tika down her side. Um, so no. yeah, so no, no, no. She's she's trying to do like a fucking C-section right now. Mm, uh, yeah, but so this is attempt number one no yeah no (laughs) no and okay that's what i'm so this is a really no (laughs) so yeah okay um fuck yeah so no okay so this is she only cuts she cuts her down her side and in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and tiga's bleeding everywhere um and then veronica rolled onto the floor next to her and begins praying so um She's like, oh my, oh God, forgive me, I'm Wait, a sinner, blah, blah, blah. This bitch is cutting her and then, like, lays down next to her and starts praying. Yeah, she's crazy. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> You're like, what? I... That doesn't make sense. And it's like, well, <laughs> crazy people don't make all right, sense. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm starting to realize to what extent she's crazy yeah this yeah this woman is literally insane cuckoo nutso and should be in a psychiatric hospital absolutely for the rest of her life for sure um oh my god i can't even imagine how terrifying that must feel i i honestly like i can't even is i can't not I can't, the, like most of the time i could like kind of put myself there i can't put myself no there. that's what i was just saying i was i was just gonna say like when it comes to stories like this like it's a crazy story and like obviously i like true crime for whatever reason and it interests me but like 
for things like this, like I can't even begin to put myself there. Like I don't mm-hmm. even like my my brain won't even mm-hmm. allow it, you know. Um, nope. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, she she cuts her down the side. She's bleeding, and then she rolls over, and she's like, "I'm a sinner. God help me. Forgive me. Whatever." And so, are you raising your hand again? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I would just like to say if she is religious, perhaps the Bible has some clause that might say don't hit a woman with a fire poker 40 times and cut her down the side when she's nine months pregnant. Thou shalt not use Thou a Thou shalt cutter. not use thy fire poker on a woman, what, what, 10 times before, 50 times? <laughs> you get 49. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Uh, so TK doesn't have the energy oh, to do fuck. anything. Are you okay? I, I don't know. I just, I can't believe she's like religious in the same, in the same person. Well, making, okay. She's a crazy so, person. Okay. Again, <laughs> yes. Just but thought, again. I'm just going to continue to remind you. God damn it. Can we just like flesh out how crazy this is? That's Go ahead. I'm just all I'm trying to do. You, we are, we are not even a quarter of the way through. We're, no, we, we're probably a quarter of the way through. That's yeah. No. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Wow. Shit gets bad. We're going to have to, like, strap in. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, let's, let's, <laughs> Keep just, going. let's just trudge ahead. So, um, so Tika uh, doesn't have the energy to do anything, so she's just laying there and begging Veronica to let her go and to not hurt her anymore. Um, so Veronica gets up and starts grabbing towels to clean up. That's, like, her... She's like, I'm going to leave Tika on the floor, and I'm just going to clean up what's going on. So... Uh, motorcycle number two um so (laughs) veronica then comes back to the kitchen and gets on her hands and knees and asks tika if she can get up and walk um and tika says she can't move because hello um so (laughs) (laughs) because hello because uh hello um so veronica pulls tika up and basically drags her back into the bedroom where she lays her down on the mattress that's on the floor um, so Tika's bleeding eventually slowed and stopped. Veronica takes Tika's cell phone, turns it off, and begins pacing around, looking out the windows, and is just very paranoid. Um, so Tika starts pleading with Veronica, and her idea was that if she kept talking to her, it might scare Veronica into letting Tika go. So, which is very smart. Um, and so she's talking about people who are going to start looking for her and she brought up veronica's kids and that they both have families um and that she wouldn't say anything because she didn't believe in keeping people away from their families um which i mean is a really good attempt to humanize herself um but veronica didn't say anything back and she just kept pacing and um uh but tika said that she could tell that what she was saying was getting to veronica um yeah so super super good survival instinct um and i think it did help a little bit but not enough to completely deter veronica from doing what she set out to do um so uh veronica puts on more movies so tika is just watching these movies and basically also watching her pace around the room like a crazy person um and so tika stayed up for most of the night but at some point passed out Um, And when she woke up, uh, Veronica was still pacing around, although she said she seemed a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, you'd imagine that like eight to nine hours of pacing might calm one down. Right. Or just like sap your energy. Is she a schizophrenic? I have no idea. I don't know. 
That's um, what it kind of sounds like. Yeah, I mean, something's wrong with her. Or maybe she's like on fucking meth or something. I don't know. I uh, yeah, I don't know. But um, so Tika decides to try something else, and so she's like, she basically tells Veronica to just kill her. Um, to which Veronica responds that she has to get out of there. She's like, I have to get out of here. I can't, I can't even talk about this. So basically that showed Tika that she didn't want to kill her. But at this point, oh, motorcycle number three. Um, <laughs> this, this is great. It's we a real a, symphony tonight. A live count. So uh, she said she knew that she didn't want to kill her. But at this point, Tika knows uh, where she lives she knows what her car looks like. She knows, I guess, kind of where... Oh, I just said where she lived. Hello? Knock, knock. Anyone home? Um, oh. What is going on tonight? We're having a parade. Very technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, she knows three things. Same again. Yeah, she knows where she knows where Veronica lives, pretty much. She knows what her car looks like. She knows she has a family. She knows what she looks like. She knows everything, pretty much. Right. Um how does she know about where she lives? Did Ver- did um, Veronica? I mean, say she was. Something? She doesn't know like an address, but she was driven there. So okay, I'm I'm sure if she had to, she could like kind of give them a, a radius. So she's probably gonna look for a phone. Well, mm, she can't. Veronica's still in the room with her. Yeah, and she's oh. like tied up, and you know, so. Okay, I didn't know she was tied up. Yeah, so Veronica's. So this is now day two. Um, and so Veronica's son comes into the room, um, that Tika's being held in. And now Tika's scared shitless because she's like, oh great, not only do I have to deal with one crazy lady, but also her son is insane too. So she was convinced that they were going to torture her. Um, and Veronica told her son to hold tightly onto her wrists because quote, she's a fighter. Um, and they bound her wrists, um, and I believe ankles with a do-rag. Um, so... Tika was hogtied and then left on the bed to lay in a pool of her own blood. So, yeah. So Veronica and her son take turns watching her, feeding her. Um, And at one point, um, Veronica bathed Tika. um, Bathed Tika. Um, She said that the blood in her hair was getting on Veronica's pillows, and so she washed it out. Um, When she got out of the shower, Veronica cut her nails to get rid of any of... uh, veronica's dna that had gotten under tika's nails during the fight um and so this is where in my notes i have a big bolded (laughs) squeamish warning it's about to get really bad no so if if you don't want to listen to this part just skip ahead (laughs) because this is bad could you like what and i'm I'm not laughing because it's funny i'm laughing because it's nervous laughter (laughs) this is bad i'm Um, assuming that this is c-section i'm Attempt number two. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So, um, okay. So at the end of the third day, Veronica entered the bedroom with a metal mixing bowl full of ice water with a rag in it, about six towels, no. two box cutters, a pair of scissors, and a knife. No. So she put the bowl of water on the floor by the futon or the mattress that she was laying on um, and took the lampshade off of the lamp to give her better lighting. She put the rag in Tika's mouth and duct tape it, uh, duct taped completely around Tika's face so she could only really breathe out of her nostril or her little nose. Um, and Tika said in this moment she realized that she wasn't the only thing that Veronica wanted. She wanted to take Tika's baby because at this point she didn't realize that she was like trying to literally cut the baby out of her. Mm. Um, so, 
okay. <laughs> she then took the box cutter and cut straight up the middle of Tika's stomach from the pubic region all the way up to her belly button. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So Tika said that she could feel absolutely everything, um, but there wasn't anything she could do. So she just lay, lay there and took it. Um, Tika also said that this wasn't all in one go. So Veronica would stop and go into the living room and make calls, and then she would come back and continue. Um, Are you fucking kidding me? I really wish I was. So she would cut a couple inches and then just go make some calls? Well, I think, I mean, I think she made the one initial cut, and then she would go back and forth between, like, trying to cut further into her body because... Okay, so she cut through layers of fat, muscle, um, and obviously all the layers of her skin until she was exposed, uh, until her internal organs, and most importantly, her uterus were exposed. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So she started to pull apart her skin and put her hands inside Tika's wound to feel around to see where the baby was. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, ooh, okay, uh... <laughs> oh, no. That's, yeah. like, that's a violation on another level that isn't even understandable. No, yeah. I mean... From anyone other than her. Yeah, when I say I can't even begin to put my head in this space, I can't oh, even begin. My God. <laughs> like, I can't even let myself... And this is all very much nervous laughter, so let's just get that, cre- that, that clear. Um... Okay, so, um, this, <laughs> can you tell I'm nervous? Can you tell this is hard to talk about? It's like, yeah, so. <laughs> so, let's so, move yeah, on. It's like, this bitch is currently trying to open her uh, ooh, uterus. Let's not, let's not, like, dwell on it, because it's really bad. So, um. Just saying. Yeah, no, it's super What's bad. Happening? Um, this is also really bad. This next part is super bad. Mm. Um, so she cut, uh, Tika's bladder, thinking that it was her water sack. Um, so if she had cut through Tika's uterus, um, 100%, she would have bled out and the baby most likely would not have survived. Um, and Tika said that all she could do was take really deep breaths. Um, she was just clinging on to the fact that she needed to survive so that her baby wouldn't die. And so Veronica told Tika everything was exposed and all she had to do was reach in and grab the baby. But for some reason, she asked Tika if she wanted to get it over with now or if she wanted to sleep. And so Tika obviously said she was in a lot of pain and needed to rest. Um, okay, let's take a breath. <laughs> that part is over. Whew. Okay. So- Sorry, my new trick reaction would be to get it over with. Um, because okay, if but she's left open, she's bleeding all night. Yes. But then I guess that but, she has the baby. Well, okay, so I think her reasoning behind this was she needed to buy herself more time. That way she could potentially escape. That makes sense. Because, I mean, if she continued, she 100% would have died. No doubt. But, like, this, like, giving her a a little bit time to rest, like, gave her a shred of a a chance to survive, and she did. And the only reason her her baby survives is because fucking Veronica cut the wrong place. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's not a doctor. She's a crazy person. I guess, thank God. 
Yeah. Um, so Tika said, oh, this is also just a weird little bit of information about, um, like that whole ordeal. So Tika said that there was a Michael Jackson movie playing in the background the entire time. Okay. So it was playing in the background the entire time that it was happening. And every time Michael or someone would start talking, Veronica would rewind the, the movie so that she could get back to the singing and dancing. So are you fucking she's kidding? crazy? And so when so this is like the entire like hours quote unquote operation from yes. her perspective had to be over Michael Jackson's singing. Yes, and so even when Tiga was completely cut open, she thought to herself, "Why the fuck is this woman watching this?" Because she said that she didn't. She hated Michael Jackson. <laughs> so of course, Tika hates Michael Jackson. I mean, not that you're gonna be enjoying yourself at all, but she was like. I was so pissed because I, I freaking like hate Michael on Jackson. Top of it all. Yeah. Really? She hates Michael Jackson? She Yeah. When she said it in the interview, it was, it was kind of funny because she just like mentioned it off offhandedly. She was like, and I, I really hate Michael Jackson. And she's like, whatever. Like she, she didn't want to talk about it. She's like, I know this is a hot take. I don't want to talk about it. Um, which was kind of funny. Uh, so Tika told veronica that her hands were swollen because of the duct tape um and it was was, she said it was too tight so um she cut it off and then she i guess tied her again with like the dude rag i don't know um so tika eventually passed out but so when she woke up um veronica was wrapped up in a white blanket asleep in the fetal position in front of the door um like the bedroom door Mm. but it was open but just you know asleep in front of it so Tika knew that this was her only chance to try to escape. Um, and so she, I, I don't know how, like this, this whole like portion of the story is like, I don't know. I, I like logically, I don't know how she managed to get up and like do this because I feel like she's cut open, like to the extent. So we're going to get there. So Tika rolled over onto her side um, and so the bowl that um, Veronica was using uh, was still next to the bed and her ring knocked onto it, knocked up against it and made a sound. And so she just like bolted, like her eyes like bolted to Veronica and she's waiting for, for her to wake up or do something, but she didn't wake up. So she rolls onto the ground um, and on her elbows and knees and prays to God to let her stand up because she said she knew that if she could stand up, she could get out of there. So she did she stood she stood up i thought you said she was hogtied at this point so she wasn't anymore okay um because this was that was the second day are tied or just her hands i don't think she's tied up at all anymore because because i mean she's completely cut open so i don't think veronica was like oh she's gonna stand up and walk out of here like she i'm sure she assumed she couldn't and like the second level of like protection i guess from her escaping was her asleep in front of the door so yeah where's the sun asleep on the couch (laughs) so yeah so she got up she stood up um and so she said as soon as she got to her feet her legs began to shake and she said they felt like rubber bands so she's on her feet and she started to take some steps um but she needed to get past veronica who was like i said laying in front of the door and so she took a step over veronica and so now at this point she's basically straddling veronica's sleeping body 
Um, and some of the blood from her stomach dripped onto this white blanket that was wrapped around Veronica. And so again, she had an oh shit moment where she's like, Veronica's going to wake up or feel it. And like, what a crazy picture, you know? But so again, Veronica didn't wake up. So yeah. So thankfully she doesn't wake up and Tika continues to make it over her sleeping body. And so she's now walking down the hallway. And so she's taking a couple steps down the hallway. Um, and her entire inside basically falls out. So her stomach, her intestines, her everything falls out and she like has to catch it in her hands. So, uh, <laughs> so no. nervous laughter. No. Um, yeah, so, uh, so Tika oh catches God. them and has them in her hands um, and tries to c- control her breathing so that she doesn't wake anyone up. So she's trying to really like slow her breathing and like not hyperventilate. Um, and she continues to the door. So when she gets into the living room and is almost to the door, she sees that Veronica's son is also asleep on the couch right next to the front door. So she starts unlocking the door while she's staring at him because she's, again, like this, like, holy shit, like, only in a movie (laughs) escape moment. Um, And so she got the door open and it creaked. And... uh, nothing happened he didn't wake up so she made it out the door <laughs> and she's starting so she unlocked all four she unlocked all things. of them and the door creaked and still he didn't open he didn't wake up so right she makes it out of the apartment um and so they're in this apartment complex um so she goes up to like so uh how do i explain this apartment complex so basically there's like a like a so they're on the ground level um that's where veronica's apartment is and then the second floor is like an outdoor like balcony so it's like an outdoor staircase you know what i'm talking about and then like Mm -hmm. like outdoor it's not like an indoor apartment complex when you walk out you can go up the stairs but like the there's like a platform around the apartments that are outdoors yes and it's kind of like on the inside of the apartment right right so she makes it out of the apartment. She walks up to the second floor and she's basically banging on people's doors and she's screaming and she's like, help me. Um, and basically um, this wakes up Veronica and her son. Well, and so I, I guess no shit, but like, right. Somebody else, please. For yeah. The love of God. Yeah. So Veronica and her son both come out of their apartment and uh, were literally be- directly below Tika um, and she tried to like slide up against the wall, but um, but her, Veronica's son had spotted her, and so he and his mother ran up the stairs to Tika, um, where they had her backed into a corner. Um, and so Veronica tries picking up Tika and pull and to pull her back into the apartment, but Tika starts kicking and biting and putting up like a really crazy fight, and she's screaming. And so her insides are still out of her body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's oh also my something. God. Yeah. So she has one fucking hell of a will to live. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. So Tika's cries finally did get a neighbor to come out of their apartment. Um, and he comes out and he's like, what the fuck is going on? And so also another important little bit of information. Tika's wearing a navy blue, like big t-shirt. So you couldn't even see the bloodstains. It was just like dark t-shirt 
So if her really? t-shirt, yeah. So like if the only way you could tell that Tika was like, like completely cut open was if she lifted up her t-shirt. So, uh-huh. so, um, he's like, what the fuck is going on? And so Veronica is also still completely covered in blood and tells this man not to worry, um, and that Tika had just had a miscarriage and that she was delusional um, and they were just trying to help her. <laughs> Are you okay? Does this man believe it? Does no. he fucking believe it? No. Okay. So I was I was about to lose my shit. Yeah. Um, so he's basically trying to work out. I'm what? sorry. Out of this entire apartment complex, one man, one man mm-hmm. comes out of his apartment to check what the fuck's going on yeah one person at this point yeah. only one yeah a single person is I, her salvation yeah how many people are in this apartment complex? i don't know a lot how many fucking shitting people are just sitting there listening to this woman scream and not calling 911 i mean I don't... i'm angry <laughs> i know I i'm can tell. angry i can tell i hate that shit i know have you heard the stories where like um like a stand a stand uh, what's it called uh um bystander effect yeah yes i hate that shit you always do it no one else will and yeah. there was this story where some woman got murdered right mm-hmm. and nobody called yeah that infuriates me yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's Well, I mean, thank God for once. this one person, but fuck everyone else in this apartment complex. Yeah. I'm mad. Yeah, angry. Okay, continue. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, so basically, Tika's yelling, Veronica's yelling, and he's just trying to work out what side of the story is real. Please so, call the cops. Please yeah, call so, the cops. So Tika is like, she's trying to kill me, and she lifts up her t-shirt, and she doesn't know what it looked like because she had she didn't like she couldn't see it but she said whatever he saw was enough for him to be like oh my fucking god and call and he said i'm gonna call the police and then he went back to like go call the police and so so tika then said veronica shot her look that was like i should have killed you when i had the chance and then uh she and her son ran away um so now it's like yeah bitch you're going to jail for life right so now Tika just had to hold on. Um, and so the neighbors in this complex were now coming out of their apartments and kind of watching what was going on. Um, and I don't know if this is true or not, but one of the documentaries I watched said that a young girl came out to Tika and wrapped her in a blanket. But I don't know if that's true or not. Um, well, somebody should have come and, like, I don't know, tried to stop her bleeding, comforted yeah, well, her. She's not doing well. So the EMTs arrived, um, but still had no idea to what extent... Her Tika's wounds were, um, since, like I said, her shirt was covering it. Yeah, and, it was... and I'm sure most of it is internal bleeding. Yeah, I mean, and it's like they didn't see her, how bloody her shirt was because it was dark blue. So the EMTs are, like, asking her questions because she's lucid and she's, like, answering them. And they're like, are you okay? Like, are you hurt? Um, Pull up the shirt. And she literally said, yeah, I have cuts on my abdomen and I've been beaten in the head. And then she lifted her shirt and she motorcycle number what four or five not great timing not great um so they so she lifted her shirt and she she said that the emt's face was like it like went white like it looked like he was about to throw up um and the the emt said that you couldn't even see any skin on her abdomen um all you could see were 
her intestines and her bladder and her uterus and you know um they and actually they said you could see the shape of the baby in her uterus like you could literally see the outline yeah that made my skin crawl yeah so they weren't sure at this point that the baby was going to survive um because the cuts had happened the night before and they didn't know how long she had been like this um so tika was rushed to the prince george hospital and the odds uh, of survival for both Tika and the baby were very slim. Um, they performed an emergency C-section and they delivered an eight-pound, two-ounce healthy little girl. Um, Fuck yes. Yeah. So, but now they're tasked with trying to put Tika back together. So, right. while all of this is going on, the Prince George police were on a manhunt to try to find Veronica Dramus and her son. And so they found the abandoned car that Dramus had used to kidnap Tika, um, but it was actually registered to her sister. Um, and the sister was very cooperative and told the police what she knew. And she explained that Veronica had contacted her um, after fleeing the crime scene and asked for a ride because ironically, Veronica's car had broken down and she was stranded on the side of the road. So she called her sister oh, for no help. Way. Yeah. So her car actually was a piece of shit. Yes. Um, so luckily that is true. <laughs> yeah. So, so Veronica called her sister to ask her to bring her to the bus station. But as they pulled up, the, there was a police car there. And so I guess she got freaked out and like didn't go into the bus station. I'm kind of unclear about how Veronica and her sister left off. But once the police were questioning Veronica's sister, they gave her a business card to call if she knew anything else. Um, and so to the police's surprise, Veronica herself actually called into the police. Um, and she tried to explain that she had paid Tika $5,000 for her to perform an at-home C-section and then take Tika's baby. Um, like she paid her for that. Like that was what they were supposed to do. Mm, Um, and then she claimed that when she came to pick up Tika, um, for this, you know, at-home C-section that they had both, (laughs) you know, agreed agreed to. to. Yeah, right. Yeah, she said that mm-hmm. uh, Tika had told her that she had already spent the $5,000 and she wasn't going to give her up the, uh, give up the baby. Um, so they told her, the police told her that uh, she needed, oh wait, hello? Um, yeah, so the police were like, we need to come pick you up so that we can get your official story. So after hours of back and forth on the phone with her, she finally revealed where she was and they came to pick her up. Um, yeah. Um, and they said they sent a single officer to pick her up because they didn't want to spook her. Um, and they didn't even put her in handcuffs. Uh, she just got in the back of the car. Really? Yeah. That's what they, she's a crazy person. So, but here's my thing. They send one officer. They didn't have like undercover. I don't know. I mean, the, according to the, the, the thing I watched, they said they just sent one officer because they didn't want to like let on that okay that's stupid it was a little stupid okay so send one officer to confront her and then like literally fucking surround this place yeah i'll just sorry i'll just call it like you're you're giving me a look like oh come on no i'm not you're giving me that look no i just think it's i just think it's funny that (laughs) i just think it's funny um (laughs) no i mean I'll just call up that police department and be like, listen, I got a guy who knows what you should do. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, you guys fucked up. Like, I'm just saying, like, logically, why would you send one person in there to, to like, uh, I don't know, arrest this person who basically tried to 
fucking cut a baby out of a of a woman. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they had officers nearby, but I mean, for them to not, okay, you know, this is again annoying me that they aren't like clamping down on this bitch. Like, what's happening? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm only the storyteller. I can't change it. Um, but so, um. So the police discovered that Veronica had told her friends and family and boyfriend that she was pregnant and she was expecting to deliver the baby within the next week or two. So now she had to just like produce this baby, which is where Tika came in. So, yeah. What's up? You good? What the fuck? Yeah. I, know. I, I have no words. I, know. I have nothing to add. I what know. the fuck? That's all I got to say. Yeah. So um, so now we're going to go back to Tika. So doctors were able to put Tika completely back together. Um, and shortly after surgery, she was reunited with her daughter. Um, she named her Miracle Sky. So because she's a miracle. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a fitting name. It is. Um, and so doctors said that the baby was balled up in the very top of her uterus, which is why she was so hard to get to. Um, and it saved her life. So, um, wow. Yeah. So news of Tika's situation spread to people from all over and she received letters and support and people sent baby clothes and car seats and strollers. So basically everything that, you know, Veronica promised her, she ended up getting anyway. Um, which is great. Um, and you know, she was homeless, so this is like, she needed it. Um, and so Tika, oh yeah. So Tika needed to have a catheter because her bladder was completely mangled, um, by Doremus. Um, and she needed to learn how to walk again. And she had to obviously strengthen back up all of her muscles and her abdomen. Um, and she did recover fairly quickly, but the doctors did tell her that it was, um, possible that she may not be able to have any more children due to the damage she sustained um and so veronica dramus was charged with first degree attempted murder second first and second degree assault kidnapping uh and i think that's it there might have been more thing um but when tika heard the claims that veronica was making in the courtroom so you know they're in the courtroom together because obviously this is what's happening right um and so when tika heard that she was claiming about the whole five thousand dollar thing she literally dove over the wall and tried to attack her (laughs) she dove over and was like i'm gonna kill this bitch and so tika said the only thing that saved veronica was tika's father who had tackled tika to the floor um, and she said that the judge was just sitting back and not really doing anything because she's like, fuck this bitch. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean. Wow. Yeah. Like, if there was ever a, a situation where you'd kind of like just you let it go. Let, him, yeah. let it go and let, the, let her kill her. Mm-hmm. It would be now. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Yep. So. Um, so, Veronica only got 25 years uh she got 25 to life but um was eligible for parole in 12 years um and people were super pissed about that sentence because there's some wiggle room in there for her to be released at least early on good behavior after 20 right and she's eligible for parole in 12 so um tika said 12 12 years yeah yeah so are you kidding me I know. You're kidding me. I know. 
So Tika said um, once she is finally eligible for parole um, and has a parole hearing, Tika will be there. She said she doesn't care if it takes 12 years or 25 years. As long as she is on this earth, nothing would stop her from being there. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, she wouldn't be released because of the severity of her crimes. But, you know, there is some leniency in there. Sorry, what state is this in? Uh, Washington, D.C.? I guess Washington, D.C. is its own entity. Yeah. Okay. So it's happened in 2009. It's 11 years later. It happens next year. Literally um, happens next year. Right? Uh, yeah. Damn. Holy shit. Damn. Yeah, I didn't think that far ahead. I was like, that's so yeah, far I away. Mean, <laughs> next episode, we should, we should be like, hmm, if yeah. you disagree with this, please send letters here or emails right, here right yeah i'll uh if there's anything to report about this i'll 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 in, include it in the first episode. how you would be like after 12 years of thinking uh miss veronica has really reformed she's really reflected on trying her... to cut a baby out of a pregnant woman right you know she's not she feels sorry and, and she's not gonna do it again no, she'll never do She's anything. had a good time out of 12 years. <laughs> what the fuck? She's the leader she of our should, art she program. She should die in prison. Yeah. I mean, she... What judge, like, laid that down? Well, again, I think it's like... Or is it the laws? I, yeah, that, like, I don't know. Constrained him to give that sentence? I don't know. Hello? I mean, I think that um, because it was attempted murder... It, it has a difference. I get it, but she would have finished the job. Yeah, absolutely, she would have. Like, yeah, I don't know. I would. Are there are there not degrees of attempted murder? Because I don't know. I feel like there's there's a difference because there, there, she there has is. had whatever. Like there was premeditation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and she. I think it was a first degree attempted murder. Let me check um where like did she that planned come? it out and like fully intended to kill her yeah 100 percent uh so, yeah first degree attempted murder yeah and then that, first and second degree assault and yeah. kidnapping yeah i don't know i feel like a first degree attempted murder should absolutely carry the same sentence as murder because you fully intended to do it you just didn't do it right you didn't like you just didn't do it, it. yeah you just didn't complete it that's the right. only difference mm-hmm but you, you totally would have done it. I so agree. The exact same danger to society as somebody who actually murdered somebody. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, could be potentially more dangerous because she didn't get what she was looking for, which is a baby. Right. So, uh, yeah. I mean, people were pissed. People were pissed about this sentencing. But, I mean, it, it is what it is. It, I mean, can't change it. So, um, yeah, we're, we're closing out here. So, Tika said... Um, she survived because she had gotten to a point where she loved and respected herself and she cherished life. Um, she also said that she survived because of God and her support system. Um, and she knew a lot of people loved her. And she said, uh, she said, quote, like they say, God looks after babies and fools. And she said that at that time she had a baby and she was a fool. Wow. And that's it. That is the story of Tika Adams. Damn. Where is she today? Do you know? 
I don't know. I mean, I would assume Washington D.C. still. I actually, I think she, I think she did get an apartment with her husband um, in Washington D.C. That's good. Yeah. Anything to say about this? I don't know. I was just kind of like, that's kind of a happy ending. Yeah, it is. I mean, for she how fucked up this is. Absolutely. I mean, she has a healthy baby girl, and she has her husband. Miracle and... Sky. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that was a rough one. It absolutely was. Thank you for hanging in there. Um, and do you have anything uh, good that happened to you this week or <laughs> anything we can lift our spirits with a little bit? Um, I can't, <laughs> can't God, believe what? I'm saying this. What? I got a new iPhone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just seemed, the contrast between this story and right. a new iPhone is... It's comical. Comical. Yeah. But yeah, I got... Uh, Got the iPhone SE after I've had the previous iPhone SE that looks like an iPhone 5 for, like, what, three years? Yeah. I'm a technology grandpa, despite having a job in tech. Yeah, isn't that funny? (laughs) It's funny. You have, like, a techie-ass job, and yet you use a potato as a phone. Yep. Love that. So I've I've sadly retired the potato, Mm. although the potato was still running good. No, it wasn't. The potato was fine. It was not running good. The potato was good. fine. It was running. Its battery was just kicking. The battery and, is not the whole uh, phone, okay. though. Okay. I don't want to hear it. But, like, you that's usually the first thing that goes. You couldn't even hear it on speakerphone. Okay. But it was still functioning. And it was good. I had dropped that thing so many times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Old Faithful was still going. We got a new phone, though. Yeah. That's my good thing. Yeah. Um, my good thing... Um, <laughs> my uh my aunt robin sent me uh tea oh, we, need, we, <laughs> we need have to, to talk, talk about, about it this. yeah so in one of our episodes when we were talking about like send an email to our our email account to like tell us a story and we were like oh and if you have any tea send us tea meaning like send us your gossip you know because that's what the, oh, the kids no, say she's gonna know now. no i know i'm sure she does but it was just so funny because she i got an email i got or not an email i got a package um, that had a little letter in it that was like, um, my favorite tea for my favorite podcasters. And it was so sweet. And I was, yeah. it made me so happy. And like, I thought <laughs> that it was just like, just that. And then I would text her to say, thank you. And she was like, cause you asked for tea. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that is incredible. So yeah, she yeah. sent an old fashioned email. Yeah. She sent a mail. It was great. <laughs> it was so fun. And, uh, that yeah. So fantastic. And we've actually drank. We did. And it was really it was good. Pretty good. It was, yeah, really, it was really good. Really good. Um, so aunt Robin, if you're listening, thank you so much. Shout <laughs> was, out aunt Robin. Yeah. It made my week. Um, so that's my good thing. Um, and yeah, so let's plug the socials. So yep. if you would like to keep up with the case file or pictures and you know everything case file pictures yeah and like links and videos and all this stuff instagram follow us on instagram um our handle is not today underscore podcast if you or anyone you know has an uh, a story that you'd like to share with us whether it be survival or true crime or anything creepy that's ever happened i'll take paranormal and i'll take that tea damn it um send us an email at no today podcast at gmail.com uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Not Today Podcast, but the T on the end of podcast is a three. Because that makes sense. Because that makes sense. Um, and is that everything? That's it. I think that's it's it. all the relevant social media. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> follow us on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I guess, guys, just keep, keep breathing. breathing. Yeah. 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 <laughs>